This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 263 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. And I think we're in trouble or something this week, Reese, because we got Glenn here I, producing. Glenn's back! Yeah, he doesn't show up too often. I missed you guys. I just stopped by to say hi. Oh, okay. We missed you too. Yeah, we missed you. you. Hey, guess what's coming up next week? Ha! <laughs> yeah. Our special you guys interviews. Are Our interrogated. That's interview. right. I, I uh, edited it down because I did both of your interviews already, and I edited it down, and I learned new stuff about both of you. Yeah. There you go. This was, this was um, a listener asked for us to be interviewed, so Glenn tortured us. And, no, I'm just kidding. This is all non-horse it's stuff. It's all mostly non-horse, non-horse stuff. The yeah. other side of uh, Reese and Phyllis. <laughs> exactly. The weirder so wild sense. side. Yeah, it sounds so fabulous. You, know, you, <laughs> you too. Fabulous. I, this is all I'm going to say, and you didn't even know you had this in common. We won't talk about what it is uh, because it'll, they'll have to listen next week. But you two have a something in common, and it's not necessarily good. So, oh. uh, I was going to say it's the same favorite Ray. color. No. Yeah, we do have the same favorite Although, color. I, I will yeah. say this, that, uh, that all but one of the hosts picked the same color. Really? There All you go. The that makes sense. I don't know what that means about our, my <laughs> What does that mean? Where's, <laughs> a, know, where's a psychologist when we need one? Yes. I was exactly. talking about uh, something else, Philip, that uh, is, uh, involves <laughs> the law. So uh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll hear about it's that next thing. weekend. Yeah. And you two didn't even know you had it in common. So. <laughs> I, think, I think we do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Yeah, I've dri- I've driven with Reese too. It's it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it's fun. True. I had a good time interviewing all the hosts, and it's it's not only in the dressage show; it's crossed all the shows. So yeah, it was a fun. And then uh, Helena interviewed me. So I want to hear this. Oh, she there we go. Mind. I and didn't Helena, know somebody was going to do you. Twelve years, and she learned something too. So. so. It's fun. It'll be a, it'll be a good show next week. And um, Glenn, you're you're taking a week off, which is one of the reasons we did it. And we did yep. it also for um, it was our two year anniversary, and we had happy some happy anniversary! Uh, yay! Happy anniversary. So we um, we uh, yeah. So it's fun. So I hope everybody enjoys next week's show, and we'll be back, Philip and I, for sure. So um, well, in a couple of weeks, I got to tell you that another thing is uh, coming up. August the eighth is the six year anniversary of the Horse Radio Network, and we will have hit. 3,500 episodes. Wow. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going to have, uh, you, you guys are going to have to come. We're going to have a live uh, party, a uh, live online party. And <sighs> we're going to invite all the hosts to come on. And Helene and I, who started it, will be there. And we're going to invite callers, you know, our, our listeners to call in and chat. And it's just going to be sitting around with adult beverages and, you know, just having a party. And whoever calls and we talk to, no plans, just uh, have a good time. <laughs> Love it. That's my kind of, okay, that's my kind that sounds of good. Love so we'll, it. We'll do good. that on our live system, so we can take up to five hundred callers at a time. So we shouldn't run. A, we shouldn't <laughs> oh, run I don't out know of about that. <laughs> wow, so, that's all I gotta say. So that's coming up too. That's a lot of fun. Fun. Oh, I love it. Cool hey, stuff. Philip, can we all? Uh, let me see. It's my wife and I, and we have. We're going to have a couple other hosts. <laughs> me and too. Reese, Reese will be there, and probably her husband for a while. We need room for about sixteen people at your house for the wag. No problem. I mean, well, I'm going to tell far. you, it's an eight-hour commute to yeah. to uh, Montreal, <laughs> but you're all welcome. That'd be tough to make it for the event start at eight yeah. o'clock, wouldn't it? Yeah. So what are we going to do? I don't know. We need to find some listeners that live close. Oh, okay. Yeah, we need to, we, we need, need somebody some in, in Montreal a little closer. And of course, we're talking tent. about you guys get the wag. Yeah, congratulations. It was a long process. I mean, we were supposed to get it earlier, but then, you know, then they kind of turned us down, took extra bids. Uh, WEF was in there, and then Lexington was in there. I don't know. But looks like it's all, all, all steam ahead. What does that say? Have you ever been over there, Reese or Philip? I have. Oh, Vermont? You have? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been yeah. up there. Yeah, Reese has been there too. One of yeah. the things I've heard is, you know, especially from the eventers and the drivers, say that it's a beautiful venue. It's very pretty, and and they like that. They'll have to build out some infrastructure to accommodate more sports. But 
the one thing I've heard is there's not a lot of infrastructure, hotels and restaurants no. and things like that. No. What are they going to do about that? Um, build? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the no, plan is, but yeah, it is really isolated. Um, How far is Montreal? I don't know exactly. A good, a good distance. We stayed, so we went for the Young Riders. Yeah. Um, and so we were there a good 10 days, and it's a beautiful place. And we stayed in a, a great kind of uh, chalet, chateau type, uh, you know, bed Yeah, and there's, there's those small. kind of places, small places. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was the venue for the Olympics. When did Montreal yeah. the Olympics? 76 or something? Well, yeah. well, how, what funny. did they do about hotels? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Did nobody go to the Olympics back then? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know. A very yeah, long commute, a shuttle commute maybe. Yeah, I think like I an hour away. Yeah, to to Montreal. Something. So, we'll yeah, figure it out. We're looking at up to half a million people descending on the area. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have some challenges, and and certainly kind of living through it here in Lexington, we had challenges. So I'm sure they're they've got a grid plan together, and I was yeah. part of the bid that went in for the 2010 games. So I actually was an intern that summer at the horse park. So it is a very extensive bid. I can tell you that. I forget how many pages it was, but I had to put the final one together, and it was a huge stack of paper. So um, it, it, it's a long process. That that they've already probably figured that out, and and so yeah, they, I'm sure they got a plan. Let's yeah, just plan. Uh, let's just rent a bunch of, bunch of uh, RVs and, yeah. and park. Yeah, that together. sounds awesome. We well, could you have know what? a party. That we did that for the way here. We had camper hookups, and they were full all the time for two weeks. And uh, I'm sure you could probably find someone. Maybe Philip knows someone there. We can hook up to their house. Yeah, or we'll something. all rent uh, RVs. Rent and an RV. And, yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. So it it looks it sounds exciting, and it's a beautiful venue, though. Very very beautiful. So I'm sure that they will figure it out. So it's very exciting now that it's gonna gonna be there. Well, I already have the name 2018 radio show, so we'll gear up about two years ahead and do uh, another WEG show. So awesome. We'll, we'll have a, a awesome. World Equestrian Games radio show like we did for Lexington. Well, the other piece of news is the 2017 World Cup Finals. Uh, I know. Can, can, this is interesting. Going to I Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Dressage Nebraska. and show jumping. And everybody's going to be required to wear Western saddles. <laughs> <laughs> And and I have actually seen this venue too. I did I did actually the Nebraska Horse Fair two years ago, or maybe three years ago, and I stayed very close to this venue. And and Omaha is a great city. Like there's a lot to do, and I think it'll it'll be really fun. I it's it's definitely not a Vegas, um, but it's a it's a good sized city, and um, I think that they I think the venue is beautiful. It's a nice big venue, but I think this surprised everybody that um, that that. Did the, you know that that Omaha even put in for it? So that's pretty exciting. They do huge, huge Western shows there, and uh, we all know the Western people know how to. Uh, they know how to travel, and they spend lots of money <laughs> when they do. So yeah, yeah. No, I think it's there great. I go. think it'll be really fun. Yeah, it should be exciting. It's, which means there's got to be really good barbecue places nearby. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Omaha's a really cute town. Like it's a very. It's I think about the size of Lexington. So. Um, a lot of, and there were some nice restaurants. We went to nice, there was a shopping district we went to, and uh, so it was nice. So I think that'll be fun. Cool. And we decided we're all meeting, and all the listeners are invited to come meet us at the, when, when is the world, when is the uh, uh, 2015 in Vegas? When is that? It's March. It's sometime in, in March, March or, April. or April. We're not sure, but we're all <laughs> We haven't booked our tickets yet. I know. We have to get on top of that. We do. But we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, too, we're heading. So. Yeah, That'll we're be, be heading there. We'll and... pick a night and we'll have a meetup with our listeners that are there. And... No kidding. That'll be awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Any excuse to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Exactly. That's hey, really. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, guys. Hey, uh, before we go on with the show, you have a, you've been delinquent, you two. So I know. I'm that's gonna... why we're in trouble, right? I'm yeah, going to call why, you on the carpet on today. That's why you're here. <laughs> All right. Well, we had, you have, you've had some products that you're supposed to be reviewing for about a, two months now. So I think yeah. today we're going to take time and we're going to review some of these products. I know that you have a number of Benefab products, that uh, a sponsor of ours, that uh, they sent you that, to take a look at. So, uh, Reese, we'll start with you. What, what did you get? And tell us about it. Oh, my gosh. So I got um, the Benefab Blankets. Uh, human blanket, and I don't know. I don't know if I shared it on the show, but I've been having some shoulder problems, 
And so it came right at the right time. So I've actually been using it a ton. I have tendonitis in my shoulder and it's very painful. I don't know if anybody's ever had it before, but it hurts. I thought, I actually thought I um, tore a tendon and had doctor stuff and it was just a huge problem. But I got the Benefit blanket and I have been under that thing constantly now for the last, yeah, a month actually. And it's always, if I'm sitting down, I have it always wrapped around my shoulder. And I will tell you what, it is great. It's really helped me. I feel a ton better. Um, also I had to get a shoulder injection and all that kind of stuff, but it was very much part of the therapy that I was doing. So I love, 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 love that product. Um, and the other thing that I found is I'm also also always cold at night. I even, you know, under the air conditioning, kind of where I sit is under the air conditioning unit and it's cold. But let me tell you what, this blanket will warm you up because that's part of the the process is that there's ceramic fibers in, in the, uh, in the fabric and that helps with your body heat. And, and I can't tell you much more about the science behind it, but I can tell you, I am so warm under that blanket. It is awesome. So I'm actually getting, my grandma is always cold. So I'm going to get her one because I think it'll really help her with her joints, uh, and keep her warm. She won't complain anymore, which would be great. (laughs) And, um, so I am in love, 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 love with the blanket. And it, and honestly, has truly, truly helped my shoulder. Um, so I am two thumbs up on the blanket uh, for sure. So that was the first one I got. Uh, my wife uh, has the same shoulder problem. And what mm-hmm. she does, she takes hers. And she when she goes to bed at night, she actually puts it over her shoulder and tucks it in. So when she's sleeping, it's, it's on her shoulder. And she, I think that's one of the only things keeping her from actually needing the surgery. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe it, it really does work for her. And she uses yeah. it every night. That guy. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. So, and then I've been using, um, and it's a crown piece oh, that goes over a halter or a bridle. And um, it's supposed to do all kinds of fabulous things. And actually, I have it on my Winnie. And I think I've, you guys have heard about my Winnie. She can be a bit of a challenge. Um, uh, so I have that on her. And she wears it all the time. She has it on right now. And we actually leave a halter on her, which is not normal in my barn, but she needs to wear a halter all the time to catch her. So it's perfect. So she's wearing that bad boy all the time. And I think it's helping to kind of quiet her down. I don't know if I just think that, but, um, it's great. So I'm using (laughs) that. I, um, I pop that, I pop that pole piece over the bridle Mm -hmm. of one of our, um, older FEI horses. And, uh, it seems to be working pretty good, you know. He's know. Uh, he was showing the last weekend. We had that thing on, and I mean, it it provides a little cushioning over the top of the over the top of the crown. I like that. It's just they're all nice and snug, and um, and, and uh, you I, know what they say is that pole area is really it's really sensitive, and yeah. uh, and what this is supposed to do is uh, using the the special materials that are in, infused with the the ceramic fibers. It it, uh, it really helps promote blood circulation and oxygen flow wherever that is exposed. And, of course, that's an area that uh, you really want it to, to increase blood circulation. Yes. So Yeah, in our dressage thing, the horse, you know, that, that, that piece of the horse needs to be super flexible. And I think that it's helped him to, uh, to stay a little more on the bed and do, do his job a little easier, a little better. So I think this, these are great products. I also have the... Um, I got the polos, and we use that on the same horse, his legs. He can get a little bit puffy in his legs, so I've been working him with the Benefab polos on, and I think, I think, I think it's helped. Every little thing helps. You know, we we do a yeah. lot of, uh, we do ice compression therapy on this horse, and so uh, I was happy to get get those polos and get them on him, and and uh, and help him with the circulation for sure. So uh, I think these products are great. I mean, I got the blanket. I don't have a shoulder problem. I've been feeling pretty good lately, but. It's nice and warm at night. You can you, you can cuddle up with that blanket, and uh, and Meredith she steals it. So I have to I have to fight for for the blanket. It's really warm. It's amazing. It's cozy. Yeah, it's very cozy. Great. Did you get any other horse products? I also got the polos, um, and I I actually have um, a horse that's coming back from a tendon injury, so he is wrapped when we turn him out in the playpen. So I actually he goes out in those. And it's the same thing. Like, he's in them for a little bit longer period of time, and I think it's also helping. Um, I've used these products also on myself um, before, and I used also the foot one. Uh, I, I got some socks. So I wear those at night, too. I am all benefabbed up when I go to bed. It's <laughs> awesome. 
My feet <laughs> feel so much better. Um, Reese feels to, better. I Your do. husband hates Travis, these products. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're just all wrapped up in blankets and socks all night. She's a mummy. I am pretty awesome. <laughs> I am awesome, but I've been feeling much, much better. So, um, so I really like them. So I'm also using the polos, and and um, Don goes out in them for about three or four hours, actually. And of course, he's monitored. And he's right where we can see him. But um, I think they're doing great for me. I'm like Philip. You know, we can do anything that we can to help them. Uh, yeah. And ourselves, yeah. um, and and you know it's it it's very very easy to use these products. You just the only thing you have to always watch, which I have to do with my socks, especially they have a warning label on them, so nobody throws them in the dryer. <coughs> Travis, right. um, is you have to be careful not to put them in the dryer, so because that ruins their magical powers. So <laughs> you know we have to kind of train your train all, all your people to not stick them in the dryer, which is hard. But um, I guard them with my life to not get anywhere close to the dryer. So. Um, yeah, so it's the only thing you have to dispatch. Yeah, I mean, they're easy but, to wash. I mean, that's no oh, problem. Oh, easy to just, wash, easy to handle. Just hang them, out, hang them out to dry. Yep, hang them out to dry. And so I also am like Philip. To me, if you're going to wrap and you're going to do all this stuff, there's no reason to not have these products. They're that good, truly. Benefabproducts.com is where you can find them. So take a look, Benefabproducts.com. Thank you, guys. And then we have one more product, and this is something I think a lot of people haven't heard of yet. So... Um, it's from to- a company by the name of Total Saddle Fit, and it's their shoulder relief girth. And I, can one of you describe what this girth looks like and why it's a little bit different? Yeah, so it, it's, it has these elbow cutbacks, which is quite good, and it's set back. Um, it's a deep offset off the shoulder. So there's a huge cutout on this girth, and I started using it. We've we've had this girth for a couple months actually, and yeah. um, my special Denali, who everybody knows is the best ever. Um, he is actually he was wretched to tack up. I mean, just he would bite me. He hated the girth, and I mean, I had I thought I had a cushy one, and then I went and got you know a, a cover for him. I thought oh, it's pinching him. You know what's wrong? And I started using this girth, and I am not kidding around. Like. He is so much better. He doesn't try to bite you anymore. He's really, really good about you doing it. Um, and I, I am a firm believer. I have, I have had a client that purchased one of these because also for her horse that was kind of the same way. It's also really padded, um, which is great. It's elastic on both sides. So it, it really forms well. And I am so, so thankful, truly, that we, we got this girth because it's totally changed um, how he's gone and just his comfort level. I, I don't know if it, well, it's his confirmation, the way that his, he always has sore in his shoulder and his pecs. Um, it's just kind of how he's built right now and, and how he has to work and, and he's young. Um, but I just, I was felt so bad, you know, we'd correct him for biting, but it truly cause he was uncomfortable. So this has been amazing. And my, my saddle fits nice and snug. It doesn't move around some girths, you know, I find the saddle slide back back and forth. It doesn't at all. So I am a huge, huge fan of this girth. Totally changed the way. It Actually, I, I just use it on him. I should probably use it on everybody. But it's his special girth now. And I don't change anything because it, it seems to really be working. So It's working. Love That's it. awesome. Yeah, we got yeah. it We got it into uh, into my barn. And I have a horse that gets rubs on, on the girth. I mean, I, I've, I had a different cutout girth, you know, with, with a special shape. It's still rubbed. I end up having to put, you know, sheepskin covers on his girth all the time. So I was like, I got this thing in and I was like, well, here we go. Here's the test, right? I want I want to know if this thing works. No cover on it. Just, you know, put this girth on. I I also got it a couple months ago. He's been going in it perfect. No rubs. Um, you know, again, he's just a little bit thick around the, his elbow where the girth normally does up. And I think the skin gets a little bunched up in that and... And we have to. We used to have to watch it with his other girths, and you know, sh- you know, um, washing the sheepskin thing all the time. And but since then, I got this girth, and uh, it hasn't rubbed one one little bit. Hasn't rubbed at all. And I just, you know, I clean it. The it's got it's really well built with a really nice leather. Yeah. It's soft yeah. leather. I think it's you know built for comfort, and uh, and the horse is doing great. No 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 girth rubs and no extra special stuff for him. So that's been that's been a, a big thing for me because I hate having to. You know, hate having a dirty pad underneath and having to wash it all yeah. the time. So yeah. this is just no, now he's just like the rest of the horses with a regular leather girth, and <laughs> we just go go at it. So uh, and, and it uh, well built. 
Yeah. Oh, well built. Extremely well built. Okay. Yeah. Extremely well built. It has a lot of cushion underneath it as well. And honestly, when you look at the price point, it's about one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and it is for that price. I mean, you, you can find girths that are way more expensive. Yeah, than like the girth I was using was probably double the cost. Easy. Really, and, and this I, yeah. is by far better quality. Yeah. So absolutely love Oh my love goodness. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised, right? We put these products through the ringer and and yeah. use them on the horses we have troubles with. So uh I I love it. I love it when we get great products and we get to promote great products, right? Absolutely. And that is at totalsaddlefit.com comes in black and brown anywhere from 18 inches to 34. So that's a wide range, too. Yeah, I yes, think you can get it exactly. to fit it, yeah, pretty much any any horse you got in the barn. 18's pony size, so you'd yeah. be able to fit ponies with it. And ponies, yeah, horses and ponies. Yeah. Well, very good. Thank you for doing the reviews. I appreciate that. But we got a lot of guests there, guests to get to tonight. Absolutely. We have a great show. We are having our um, Dressage Today coverage with Hillary Moore Hebert, senior editor. She's going to come on and talk to us about what's in the magazine this month, and we always enjoy and our next guest will be Olivia Logoy Welts. She is a, a great friend of ours, and she's been at Gladstone all day and actually rode her pre-St. George this morning. So she is going to give us a whole rundown on what's happening at Gladstone. What's so going on with the U.S. finals, yeah. huh? With the U.S. <laughs> finals. Well, that be fun. somebody at the Canadian finals, Philip, so we're not. We don't, we're not we don't have a Canadian finals. So. Okay, never mind. Our teams are based on scores. Yeah, it's hard to get everybody together at one place. Yeah, because our country true. is so big, so uh, we don't tend to do the finals thing. Okay, but never mind. That's okay. Sorry. We can talk to somebody about something. <laughs> we'll talk to somebody about Canadian dressage, but we're looking forward to that uh, as well. So, Well, we are so excited to have Olivia Legoy Welts on the show tonight. She is becoming our on-the-scene correspondent because she is that good. So, Olivia, welcome to the show. Hi there. So glad to be back again. I know you're you're like such a trooper. I'm like, hey, Olivia, do you want to tell us what's happening here? Because you're everywhere, and I love it. Yeah, she's where so, we want to be, right? Yeah, she's basically what we want to be doing right now. So <laughs> we're gonna live vicariously through you, Olivia. There you go. Well, you'll probably be <laughs> glad you weren't weren't living there today because it was kind of wet and drizzly, but uh, but it was fun nonetheless. Awesome. So you were pretty fabulous today, right? So, so I've been told. So the scoreboard <laughs> said, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Lana was really good. You know, he can be pretty hot and uh, was very hot the last full show. And, um, and he, was, he was really relaxed this time, which was fabulous. I think he was the most relaxed he's ever been in the test, which is great. No winning, no squealing. You know? He knew today was kind of an important day, for sure. He was with the big kids today. So tell us about your yeah. ride. Um, so we were first to go in the second group, um, which was kind of nice. I, I I don't like going first, but I also don't really like waiting to the end of the class. If I can help it, I'd rather just ride. Um, and he was great. You know, uh, Debbie's been helping me a bit, and so she was my eyes on the ground warming up and um you know he just came out really well very relaxed and um when he's like that you just kind of clock off what you're going to do in the test and try not to waste too much time and then get up there and get it done and and he was great you know he went up there and you know we had gotten a lot of rain and so you know the footing was still very rideable but but not the kind of footing that at least on a horse like him who's who's willing to just be like, I, you know, do you want 250%? Like, I'll give it to you. You know, they can a little easily lose their balance when it's like that. Um, so he, I kept him a little bit, a little bit reserved. Um, but it worked out really well. And he stayed very rideable. And I finally went back and watched the test later uh, this afternoon. And I, you know, it always looks a little better than it feels. It was like, oh, okay, that that did look pretty good. All right. <laughs> uh, so we were happy. You know, I was happy with it, and I was really happy with him. It was his all-time best score in the in like a CDI setting for the pre-St. George. So he got a like a seventy-two point something. 
That is super. Yeah. That was super. And you yeah. were right behind Stefan, right? Yeah. So um, Stefan was one and two. He got a 75 with his mayor. I think it's Rosamund. And then uh, he was just barely ahead of me with the other horse, um, Apassionata, with a 62.9. So maybe, maybe I can catch him tomorrow on one of the horses. I don't think I'll catch Rosamund, but the other one I might be able to catch. We'll see. That a girl. So I love it. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, both the moon, right? So, so yeah. tomorrow's the intermediate one. Tomorrow's the intermediate one, and it, it'll be interesting because um, – it's almost like an evening class. I guess the class is very late in the day. My ride time is like 6.15 at night. So this will be Lona's first uh, evening, evening ride. I mean, it's still plenty light out, but most of the horses are used to going earlier in the day. So that'll be a, another good experience, you know, another good stepping stone for him. So how will you prepare for that tomorrow? What's your kind of game plan, if you don't mind to tell us? Yeah, so... You know, normally one would think, you know, if, if you're going to ride that late to get on earlier. My only thing with that is, is he was very good today, but he he is used to just doing the storage in the I-1. And so I am a little concerned about wearing him out. Uh, so I might get on and just walk in the morning, um, or I may just hand walk him in the morning and trust that he's going to be, you know, that he's going to be fine in the afternoon. My hunch is, is that he will. Uh, you know, he was, like I said, very relaxed today, almost just a touch tired. Um, he, he was fabulous yesterday, and we, we still have a few more days to go, so you've got to kind of also plan for the freestyle, which is on Sunday. You know, I don't want to use up, use up my whole horse now. Um, so that's, you know, that's always a learning experience. Uh, trying to figure out exactly what to do. But he'll for sure get many walks out of a stall and lots of hand grazing and entertainment, you know, maybe a hack. Also depends on the weather. Uh, you know, we may be due for quite a bit of rain tomorrow. So so we'll see. You know, so many elements to take into account. you kind of got to be thinking on your feet all the time. Well, excellent, Olivia. Um, for our listeners, I just want to give a rundown of the of the results of the first day. In the Pre-St. George, like you said, Stefan Peters was first with Rosamunda, 75, like you said, and second with Apasionata, 72.9. And then there was you here with 72.2. And then fourth, Elizabeth Ball with Avante at 70.9. And then Kim Herslow with Rosemarin at 70.8. Uh, Casey Perry with, oh, that's a tough one to say, Doublet with 70.6. And yeah. Don White O'Connor with Aristo at 79.8. Heather Mason with Czar at 79.2. It's a really tight class here. The top 10, they're all yeah. kind of within 4%. So you got to ride your butt off, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, if you looked at the rankings going in, it, I mean, even if we were well-ranked going in, I think we were maybe fourth. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it is the top 15 you know, actually, it's more than that because Stefan had two horses, so they invited one more. So top 16, you know, horse and rider combinations in the country. And everyone, you know, really earned their spot to get there. It's a, it, it really is a lineup of nice horses and good riders. And and so you, you kind of have to bring it. For yeah, sure. you got to bring it. That's awesome. You got to um, bring it. I love yeah, it. Let me just run, around, run down it. the Grand Prix yeah. here. Did you get to see any of that, Olivia? You know, I didn't get to see as much I would have liked. Uh, I missed kind of the first half of the class, which, you know, a lot of the big dogs went. Um, you know, I missed Legolas and Jan and um, Adrian and Caroline and kind of all, all those ones that are, you know, in the hunt. There, were, Lisa Wilcox actually had a great go. I was very impressed that, you know, the horse looked better than ever. I kind of watched him all season. So she did a super job and... Um, Actually, a girl named Laura Graves was a definite breakout star. She was right up there with a 72, and I think she's a little bit of an unknown, just moved up this year, and she had a really beautiful, harmonious ride with her horse, super partnership. So that was, yeah, she, you know, it's exciting she, to see. 
Yeah, she wrote in Kentucky yeah. too, and she did a great job. A really, same thing here. Everyone was like, "Whoa, who is she?" So that's exciting yeah. to see. We always love to see a new person kind of pop up and yeah. and do yeah. that. That's yeah. very exciting. Just looking at the results here, we got five horses with seventy-two. But of course, first yeah. was Stefan Peters with Legolas and with a seventy-five. Second, Jan Eibling with Rafalka with seventy-three. Tina Konyat, third here with Collecto with seventy-two point six. Caroline Rothman, Her Highness O, 72.5. Adrian Lyle, Wizard, 72.5. Uh, Laura Graves, like you said, with Verdadis, is that right? 72.5. This is really, really, I mean, those are three scores exactly the same, so it must have come down to the collective marts. Then seventh here, Laura Wilcox with Denzello, 72.2. Shelley Francis with Doctor at 71.8. Uh, Kathleen Rain with Brianna, 71.4. Yeah, they are close. Wow. Yeah. And 10th here, the last uh, 70%er, Arlene Arlene Tooney Page with Alina, 70%. So that's 10 horses over 70%. Super. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Wow. It's good. It's competitive and it's, it's good to see. It was, you know, it's great that there were basically. You know, three three high scoring riders. You know, under the age of thirty, I think. You know, I guess Adrian's almost thirty, but you know, it's good to see some young talent coming up because we we need it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the more good riders, the more good horses, the better, right? Absolutely. Exactly. You gotta have <laughs> good riders and good trainers to make good horses do things. We can't just buy good horses without having riders that can train them. Touche, sister. Yeah. I love well that. Well said. Well said. Yeah. yeah, it's true, though. You know, everyone's like, oh, we need the horses. But, you know, you can have horses all day long. You have to have trainers, you know? Yeah, and riders. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, we are so jealous that you are there, but we are. I am riding through you, and I have my fingers crossed for you tomorrow. I know you're going to bring it, um, and we just can't thank you enough for being our on-the-spot correspondent um, and, and a friend of our show, and we wish you all the best, Olivia, and I know we will be talking soon because you are awesome to come on our show whenever we need it. So <laughs> whenever we so bug much. you, yeah. Whenever we bug you, you're always on, and we really appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to do it, so... and. Uh... Thanks for thanks for giving me a call. I'll, uh, <laughs> I hope you do great things tomorrow. We'll see. You never know. Exactly. Never I know. know you will. And Olivia, how do our listeners find you online? Uh, you can find my website. It is livedressage.com, L-I-B, dressage. And uh, that's, that's the best way to get a hold of me. My email address and phone numbers and stuff like that are on there if anyone wanted to contact me. Perfect. Well, we will talk to you soon, Olivia. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Coach Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. The way consumers interact with the brands they have trusted for years and those they are about to fall in love with for the first time is becoming more and more mobile, literally, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Podcasts or internet radio shows like this one combine the new consumer preference for on-demand information and entertainment with the power of niche market audiences. Advertising on the Horse Radio Network podcasts allows you to reach the equestrian consumer using today's preferred on-demand delivery system. It's cost-effective and flexible, able to reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. To learn more about advertising on this show or any of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at 859-951-2022 or you can email us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Come and join the Horse Radio Network family. You'll enjoy the ride. Well, we've had some technical difficulties with Hillary tonight. Actually, they're having some really bad storms. So, Philip, you and I are going to jump in and talk about five ways to engage your horse's hind legs. Yeah, we, I got, love this, it. we got this article. It's in here. It's uh, 
It's from actually, I think Bonnie Walker's website. I pulled it off, and uh, it's interesting. She's got great stuff on there. We had her on last week, she so does uh, love we're it. We're going to use her website and her blog more to uh, to figure out what to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk <laughs> well, about our we're trainer a little bit tip. Stuck, we're I guess, the trainer like tip of the week, exactly. And uh, Hillary's fine. She just doesn't have any power, so she has no cell phone coverage. So, um, but we we will miss her, but we will get her back on because she is our favorite segment. Of the month, so don't worry yeah, about it. We've got we lots will. of awesome tips to talk about. We'll, we'll get around. There'll be no problem. Oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> so we're going to start talking about the five ways to engage your horse's hind legs. And, I mean, this is the biggest thing that we do as dressage riders. And I literally was teaching a junior rider right before I came in. And it was funny because her mom was literally asking me, okay, well, how do we make this happen? It's an older horse. He's a little bit heavy. Uh, and of course my rider, she is so tiny, uh, cause she's young. She, so I was like, well, okay. So the first thing we're going to do is number one transitions and transitions are the foundation of all of this work, right? We're shifting the weight from the front end to the hind leg when we do transitions and that's walk halt. Trot halt, trot walk, canter trot. So most of my day as I'm riding horses is really honestly centered around transitions. Wouldn't you say, Philip? Yeah, tra- uh, transitions within the gate also very important as your horse develops. You know, a bigger and a smaller trot, then you're you're working on that within the walk as well, and the trot and the canter. You go from big canter, small canter, big trot, small trot. Um, you know, I, I don't think I, I try not to take more than five strides without doing a, a big or a small transition because it's just a, a check to allow you to to figure out where the energy is and where the balance is. And, and before you start any of the real movements or, or the tricks, you know, you got to you got to check where the balance is, take the weight from the front legs so that he can lift the shoulders and and do a shoulder in or do a travel half pass. Um, you got to be doing all kinds of little tra- little transitions and big transitions and building muscle on the hind legs. So I think, yeah, this is great. Number one, yeah. transitions. Number from one, the moment trans- that you start riding your horse, you got to be able to go from halt where you get on to a walk. So uh, that's a great place to start. Exactly. No, it's great. And I, I, I always tell my students, it's like squats at the gym. You know, you only get stronger by doing these squats and you get stronger with your booty. You get stronger in your, in your, in your thigh muscles It's the same thing with horses. So, you know, lots and lots and lots of squats. That's how you get stronger and a horse even more, right? Because they're on four legs. So they have to be even stronger in their hind legs and then their back. So that's a great way to start. I'm going to take a little, a little sentence from, from the article here. What you really need to know is how to ask for a transition without freezing your seat and pulling on your reins because that's not going to balance your horse. Exactly. No, right? it's We're not, not from your hands. We're not thinking of stopping the hind legs, right? Mm-hmm. We're exactly. Thinking, you know, getting, actually, the hind legs have to keep going a little bit and the front end has to kind of slow down a little bit. That's the, that's, that's the tough part, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that is the tough part. That's the kicker right there. Is so how do you do you that? Keep- how, do you stop, how do you stop without pulling on the reins? Well, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, I tell you. So I think number one, your horse has to be responsive. I mean, I think that I see that a lot. Sometimes my riders will give a half halt, which is actually number two um, on this list. Uh, My riders will give a half halt and you can see they close their leg, they close their seat, they close their hand and nothing happens. The horse just barrels right through it. So that's subject number one is you have to make sure that your horse actually listens to the fact that you're closing your seat and your leg and your hand. So that kind of leads us into the half halt discussion, which is number two on this list. Half halts, rebalance, reshape the horse. So it also rocks them back on their hind legs when they want to fall on their forehand. So sometimes you need to spend a lot of time in a walk halt transition. And then you go trot halt until when you close your leg, close your seat, close your hand for a half halt, that horse actually comes under and listens. So that's a huge one, I would say, um, right. for working right. with. And, yeah, know, and, okay. and especially not not stopping the hind leg. Actually, the front leg. You know, when you make a halt, the front leg should stop before the hind leg. And in hind the half leg. halt, you're kind of closing the horse together with pushing with push power, right? You got to have push power right. in all, in all your transitions in your half halt. I think of the half halt as as a modified kind of transition. So. 
you know put your leg on it's kind of um stopping and going at the same time is is uh is a way i like to describe it you know yeah that's Um, actually a good way it's a little bit hard to wrap your head around that but it's true like you're stopping the front legs and keeping the hind legs active yeah right you know and lifting a lot of energy in in your half alt in in your transitions because Mm -hmm. that's what keeps gets the hind legs to take a little bit of the weight if you have no energy then it's just a case of stopping the horse and and you can see the the hind legs just blow right out the back of the horse and and not him not take any extra weight to the hind leg and all that so there's right. an, there's a big element of energy and there's a big element of of driving the horse into the half hole i think that's the biggest thing um for new riders new to dressage to kind of figure out is is yes i'm slowing the horse yes i want to get from trot to walk but no you can't stop you can't stop the horse so Right, and, play and with that. there's a lot of playing with it, figuring out how to do that, figuring out how to use your seat to influence the horse rather mm-hmm. than your hands, so that so that he's right. encouraged to really come underneath you and not just stop. Like well, you and hit I a think, brick wall. Sure, and the half halt too. You know, the last step of a half halt is is it's a rebalancing step, right, and reshaping. But there has to be a point in time where the horse actually is allowed to carry themselves. Which I think is yeah. also, you know, people forget that. Like there is that last step of the half halt, which is actually the most important step of the half halt is that carrying themselves. Yeah. So it's actually that, coming out of the half halt, right? The, yeah. The, the end exactly. Of the, the end of the half halt is, is forward motion. Mm-hmm. Right. And Otherwise, you didn't important. do anything. You just slowed him down, right? You right. have to kind of bring the horse back. And then the last piece is, is go forward again, right? Exactly. Exactly. Going forward in self carriage. Which yeah. is, I think, Hopefully. people, you know, that you don't want the horse, Hopefully. in theory, and, to not. And, you know, for, for even for professional riders and even the best rider of the world, not every half halt works. Correct. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I, I think that's a good We want it to. to. That, yeah. It doesn't always work. Um, and the point is to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Right? Don't, don't get stuck in your half, half halt too long that you think, oh, it's not going to work. I'm going to stay in this really itty-bitty trot. You just right. have to go in and get out. Go in and get out. And, and uh you know, not every half halt is going to be perfect, and uh, not everyone is supposed to be perfect. It's it's a process of learning, and and um, you know, having somebody on the ground or using some videotape to say, oh, that one worked, oh, that one didn't work, and and kind of figuring out why it did or didn't work. You used too much hand. You didn't have enough leg. I mean, right. We spend all day teaching a half halt. Right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> all it's, the time. Nobody's Which really perfect at it. So just mm-hmm. keep going at it. Keep doing it. Right. Yep. Keep doing it. That's how we learn. I love it. I love it. So number three is hill work. And I love hill work. I mean, it's something, thankfully, I'm in Kentucky, so we actually have some decent hills here. Um, and hill work is great for passively building strength. So um, I have one horse, he came for training, and oh my gosh, he hated walking up the hill on the bed. <laughs> like, he'd do anything but do, I mean, we did all kinds of passage and passage sideways and half pass and leg yield and all kinds. And I'm like, all I want you to do is walk up the hill straight, straight up the hill, please up yeah. the hill to the bit and just do it. But it was really hard for him. Now, now actually he can trot and canter up a hill. Um, and, and it's great, but yeah, cause it kind of takes the rider out of it. I mean, just mm-hmm. doing the hill kind of does the work for you. You don't have to you don't have to think a whole lot and, and you know, the, it's just a natural way to build strength and build power and and you can kind of just take all of the stress of, of trying to get a perfect half halt out of it and just, you know, walk up and down a hill, you know. And it's and amazing. And, and I know, like in Florida, you don't have hills. I mean, there are places in the country where you don't have hills and and I, I wish I, I, I don't know other than a treadmill how you can can fix that you know it it just happens to be that i I am from an area that has hills um so we love it i mean we're i I try it right now especially this time of year everybody walks hills every day you know when it's nice like today it was we got quite a bit of rain last night so it was muddy and and really slippy but i mean really every day they're out there and they walk one or two rounds around the hill the field and my field is not it's not it's a gradual hill it's not a huge hill but you have to be very careful. Um, they can get pretty sore while doing hill work. So, you know, keep that in mind, too. It's just like if you were to run up and down a hill, like I could probably make it twice and that's it. So, <laughs> you you know, can make and it then more I than make, twice, Reese. You'll be all right. I, I'd be all right, but I maybe couldn't breathe or be able to walk tomorrow. So I have to be careful with that. You know, so so keep that in mind. Yeah, space it work. out. Do it. 
every other day or once yeah. you know, once every three days or something. Yeah, it can be it hard work without really without being in the ring and being hard work that yeah. way. Yeah, right? yeah, and my guys are used to it. But I, I my I guess my point is definitely just don't run out there and do two hours of hill work and not expect them to be sore because yeah. they will be sore. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, we got so, four and five here. I think we should right. add a caveat because. Um, four is in handwork and five mm-hmm. is lawn lining. And I think it's, you kind of have to be good at these two things yeah, for it to work do. well. And, you know, long lining, getting a little bit behind the horse or doing Yeah, we circle. did a great it's segment tricky. on long. Yeah, okay. it is. And we did a great segment on long lining and work in hand. Um, so you can check our archives on if you want a little bit more information on those two things. But, um, Philip, how are you at working in hand? Um, uh, I'm okay. I like you know, the way I like to do it is to have a rider in the saddle mm-hmm. and then do yeah. a little in hand, you know, rather than, you know, hooking up the the um, side reins. That's simple, mm-hmm. right? End of the day, Harry, sorry. Mm-hmm. I know. Hooking up I side reins up. and putting the, you know, the in and having to do both hands. I like to have a rider to kind of be able to control the front end a little bit and then work sure. work on the hind legs a little bit. Sure, um, sure. Uh, you know, but I've been tough. blessed yeah. with horses that are pretty... You know, when I get to the stage, pretty good at it and not too mm-hmm. mean to me or, or anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's tough. I take it really easy with this. It's only to kind of uh, introduce ideas. Right. 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 It's not just a training all its own and, and now I teach Piaf today. I sure. You know, try and help the horse to understand what, it, what we're talking about a little bit. Um, and I'm definitely not not like the German masters at doing this, this in hand. Oh, I love watching him, but and, let me tell you. I have yeah. watched and watched and watched videos and I'll come in and I'll watch videos online and I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I just, I, I definitely struggle with also in hand and long lining work. Um, I'm just not that coordinated. I wish I was. And I've practiced. I mean, I've gone out there. I'm like, okay, today I'm going to learn this. And I struggle with it for sure. Um, so I think you have to be really good at it. I'm also the same. I like to work with a rider. I'm more comfortable. Um, I get, you know, I just get, when the horse is running me over, I have trouble uh, doing it. But so in, you can do in-hand work. You can do long lining. There's lots of information online about it. Um, but yes, I'm with Philip. Definitely a caveat on these two. They work beautifully um long lining also lunging can help if you do lunging in a proper way which we've had a segment on on lunging here on the show um and their usdf has a great lunging manual so these things are all super super helpful i um, definitely need some extra training if you know instead, you know with them philip and i are even saying we need some extra training with <laughs> hand work and long lining and I, I we both you know every year we go to the young horse conference together and and they do it and we watch and you know but it, it, it is a, it is a wonderful skill to learn how to do so um, but there they are two phenomenal ways of building hind leg strength yeah i mean um, so. uh it's good. These things are good because you, you you take the rider away from the equation a little bit. And, and if horse is confused and rider is a little bit confused, then you, you can just take that and the horse can move freely in the long lines especially and, and figure his own body out a little bit. And, and that can be fun to watch a horse kind of develop um, when you're beside them. Because, you know, when you're riding, you don't, I mean, you can look in mirrors and you don't always get a great picture when I, that's why I like to do it a little bit too is you know when you're beside them or you've got another rider on top and you're you're watching you can kind of really work on the timing and 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 help the horse figure his job out a little bit and how to engage the back end a little bit so they're uh if you've got a nice calm quiet horse it's a fun way to kind of get exactly get, get the job done yeah absolutely absolutely very cool well, that was well, do you fun. Have any more? Do you have, uh, maybe we could do six, seven. How are we going to oh, engage our Six or seven. Six or seven. Putting me on the spot here, Philip. I mean, these are these are definitely the main ones that we use. Yeah. And I, I think was thinking too, about trot poles, cavaletti work. Yeah. I mean, articulating the joints behind. Yep. I and I was fun. thinking shoulder in. You know, just oh, just yeah. work always on shoulder just in. always the mother exercise <laughs> of that shoulder in is just you know shoulder in engages those hind legs. You know, yeah. uh, especially that jumping. inside. I know you're a little bit of jumping. A little bit of jumping. Oh, That's you know. All then power building I was, stuff, right? Yeah, a little bit of jumping. Oh no. Free jumping. I'd do a little little free jumping would free would jumping. work as well. Get the rider off. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a, a horse with a nice bascule in the in the jump, I mean they get to learn mm-hmm. to use their back and their hind end and connect all the pieces together. That's fun. I mean it's fun for the horses sometimes if they're not crazy and running through jumps. But if if they right. if they're decent at jumping, they might as well, might as well give it a try, right? Absolutely. I love it. 
Wrap those the are legs those up are great ways. Yeah, exactly. Wrap the legs. Be Wrap careful. Legs. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna say shoulder in work too. Uh, turn on the forehand. Um, any of those exercises. I, say, I mean, it, because it, it's just the foundation of everything we try and do. Everything, everything will help with this, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everything will, will help with activating the back end and, and getting a little bit of power there and connection there, and it's good. I love it. Well, Philip, that was an awesome training tip. We can <laughs> fill in uh, in times of need. Uh, we can do it. Yeah, so that we, was we fun. Can we can do it. Wrong. <laughs> that was fun, but always good things to remember and, and to remind. So I hope everybody enjoyed our trainer tip of the week. And we will have Hillary Moore Hebert from Dressage Today on uh, very shortly uh, for her segment of the month. Well, Philip, we got some great shout outs this week. Very cool. Yeah, a little bit of listener love. Right, we that's always nice. Listener love, I love it. So that's really exciting. So from um from a listener, and they didn't sign it, but that's okay. Um, we got Bonnie Walker was absolutely inspiring. I always admire people who are able to see the big picture as well as uh, purse out the little details. I've never heard of her blog before, and I am a huge fan. Thank you, Reese and Philip, for a great show. So well, that, that was, was nice. We loved having Bonnie really, on. Yeah, she, she was great. We will have her on. There. Yeah. Absolutely. She will have her on and, and do that again for sure. She was fabulous. So really, really enjoyed that. So thank you for the listener love. We always, you know, we when we have bloggers and people on, we try to keep things interesting. And uh, so we like to know that we're doing a good job. So thanks so much for that. <laughs> Reese, you're doing a good job. Philip, yeah, pat in the back, man. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Um, Rhonda also sent that, you know, our super listeners. We love listen to every Rhonda. She's so cute. Of, love her. Of our show and all the Horse Radio Network shows. Um, she liked last week's episode as well. So she sent us a little awesome. thing. And I saw her at the horse show last weekend. So that was nice. I saw Rhonda and Vera, um, both Aww. send us messages and show ideas and stuff. So keep them coming guys. Thanks for the, thanks for the love. And, uh, that's great. We love to get all this stuff. So check out our Facebook page, send us a message, send us an email. Um, you know, we can, we can talk about whatever you want. You just send us suggestions or whatever. Right? <laughs> exactly. We're exactly. open. We're open to it. If we we're can open. Do it. <laughs> well, everybody, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Absolutely. And we want to thank Benefab Products as well, again, for the lovely basket that they sent us of all the cool products. Um, I have personally love them and using them all the time. And also to so- Total Saddle Fit for the shoulder relief girth that my sweet Denali loves. So thank you again for those our, awesome Our horses products. are thanking you especially. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week. 